Welcome. You have joined us for another episode of Greetings Adventurers Leviathan. Hi, I'm Nika Howard. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm playing Faze. Hey, I'm Mike Bachman. My pronouns are he, him. I play Pegwing Blackfeather. Hi, my name is Fred Greenleaf, and my pronouns are he, him, and I am your game master. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Cheek, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm playing Briar. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm Tim Lanning, and my pronouns are he, him, and I play Time That Erodes Young Love. I'm Michael DeMauro, and my pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Daggy Chuggins. Previously on Greetings Adventurers, Leviathan. So five days ago, news of a deep home mining regiment came across an incredible find in the mountains of Razorback, uh, deep underground, they came across an opening that belies an underground city. Due to this and the recent excavation group who have gone missing, a group of experts were called to explore and reveal anything they could. My character is a dwarf. They have little kind of mousy ears. Their hair is like grays and browns and such. They're just a little, a little guy. Slinking his way out is a completely robed person. His details are hidden by a plain uh, white mask. You see, Tiefly, they have um, some horns that are coming forward. The face paintings just probably change based on the day. So some days it's blood, some days it's coal. Perched in the in the corner on the on the fifth slab is an is an Aarakocra uh, whose eyes have been opened this entire time, but also snoring. I did not come here to make you fucking tea. So the five of you are led by Gorman and Shaw. Everyone, he made me be here. He's making me go down into the earth. <laughs> I'm being mistreated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the atrium looks nice, like a good place to stretch me wings. All right. I mean, might as well go check it out, right? So this, we're 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 in it, right? So that we're like in. Yeah, you came from a cavern, and it looks like they broke through a hallway into a city. What a mystery! I would go into the room, but stand next to the door. There is something very peculiar about this book. You are drawn to it. I I pick it up. Briar, as you open the book, you realize that this is your diary, but yet you don't have a diary. As you read the passages, it's very odd because it talks about a twin that you never had. When you were born, you were born as a conjoined twin. (gasps) This twin was actually a part of you attached to your side. You were blessed by the visiting of a clerical group who were able to come and actually separate you from your twin through divine magical means. And as your head starts to reel, you sit down on the bed while you're reading this passageway and you immediately fall through the bed. Blankets and sheets and pillows and all. And as you're hurtling farther down, the darkness covering you, you can see up to the pinpoint of light of the room that you just came from that's getting smaller and smaller. And at the last moment before you black out, you see somebody hanging from a sheet upside down as their leg is wrapped. And that person is you. And then you black out. For all of you in the room and even in the hallway, you watch as Briar, holding a journal, look slightly distressed and she falls backwards to sit down on a bed. Blankets, pillows, and Briar herself all disappear into what seemingly must be a pit trap. Vendrian, time that erodes young loves familiar, darts into the pit to find an unconscious Briar hanging upside down with her foot wrapped into the bedsheets, 
which saved her life. Am I out right now? At this moment, you are knocked unconscious. It seems that as you fell, luckily the sheets of the bed wrapped around your leg, but your body collided against the side of the pit and your head smacked against the stone wall and you are knocked unconscious. I have like little birds flying around my head right now. (laughs) No, you have a silver pseudo dragon. I have a little silver pseudo dragon circling around my head because I got bonked (laughs) and my eyes are X's. (laughs) What is the hole made out of describe the hole describe the hole (laughs) so the gaping hole that's currently in the middle of the room uh is is made out of a wooden frame underneath it of course is a standard stone floor Uh, but when looking upon the inside of this bed frame you can see that uh it is a large just aperture of stone it is just a stone wall that goes down into darkness damn damn um I cast Mage Hand uh, to kind of help steady Briar. Obviously, it's just 15 pounds, so it's not going to do a whole lot. And Vendrian's going to also I'm little, help. I'm little, though. I mean, Are I'm not, you 14 I don't, I'm, pounds? What, huh? Are you 14 no, pounds? No, but it'll help more than it would on most gotcha, people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I'm only, in lo- yeah, I'm like, like little. And Vendrian's not quite s- strong, but uh, uh, with his little, little, little wings, he will, and uh, mouth will make sure. Just enough to keep me like, like pressure on my ankle or whatever, like to help, help cover. Yeah. Me, or help pick me up a little bit. And then from the room, I open my eyes and say, Briar fell down that hole and she's hanging on for <laughs> dear life. One of you should grab her. Briar's mostly they pronouns, just FYI. Mm, thank so, you. Yes. Fred. Would you allow a mold earth or a uh, entangle to work as a, a thing that would Ooh. like see their dirt come out of the wall? This is stretching a little bit, but like, you know, dirt coming out of the wall to lift them up or or, uh, you know, some sort of vegetation to like pop out and help lift them up or at least stop them from falling. Yeah, absolutely. Is this like a, a first level or is it like a cantrip? So Mold Earth, Mold Earth is a cantrip and um, Entangle is a level one spell. Yeah, I would say that either one um, would work. Uh, if you want to kind of roll uh, some kind of, I guess you would ca- roll nature um, as, as a druid instead of like arcane uh, to see the success level of either the cantrip or your first level spell. Uh, it's going to be cooler if I do the first level once and I do the first level. Mm. Okay. Hell yeah. Because who doesn't? Mind blowing a spell slot. Uh, that is a 14. So at first, you don't see anything happen, but as you continue to channel your nature power, you can finally sense what are roots um, and, and some types of, of plant life that are still living within the earth and ground. And it starts to move with your direction towards this pit. And in between the slivers of space where these stone blocks are put together, these roots start to kind of burst out and grapple briar. Can they be mushrooms? Absolutely. Like, I've lifted up on the caps. Ew. (laughs) Of the mushrooms. That sounds like a very nice little soft bed. No mushrooms. A little little rat guy, he would love to sleep on top of a mushroom. And as the mushrooms just multiply and start sprouting out it, it the stalks push up briar on a toadstool bed uh, and she is lifted up and out uh, still unconscious but now no longer in threat of danger there you go little buddy 
Nice job. Do I, am I still conked or am I starting to come to a little bit? Um, yeah, you should be able to start come waking up at this point. Ugh. Prior, like, looks around to see it. I'm assuming everyone is, like, staring <laughs> at them right now, like... What happened? Uh, well, that, uh, <laughs> that bed was... Turns out it was a hole, actually, so I guess be careful around here, you guys. Briar kind of, like, <laughs> flops off <with> the <laughs> mushroom and acts like, kind of does, like, pull their hair back, like, oh, I meant to do that, and then just, like, kind of, like, scurries away to the other side of the room to, like, walk it off. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You don't have to stare at me. You looked quite passed out down there, though. It wasn't just the, why, wait, how did you, did you fall asleep? Did you did you not rest enough? You need a rest to carry my things. Wow. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna go take a nap right now. Actually. No, we're busy. Because well, I need to rest to carry your things. And you just took a nap. I saw you down there through Vengeance. That's called being passed out. You passed out. You. Yeah, I have head trauma. You see my see and Briar like points. I, I, to, I got an egg. What do you call I, it? <laughs> A goose egg, a, a goose, goose egg. egg on my head. I like push you behind me. You, uh, uh, Faze, can you look at her noggin? Or their no. noggin? Oh, yep, it's there. I mean, did you see this big lump though, right? Is that fine? I mean, it's pretty cool. Honestly, that looks like a really good story. Do you want, uh, would you like Bennett to take a look? He's a doctor. <laughs> no. But <laughs> Sorry, that guy's a doctor? He's a tiny doctor. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm a tiny guy, so okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bennett. Uh, Bennett will climb up, um, puts on a puts on a little tiny lab coat, oh. little, little, one of those little <laughs> tiny like mirror things that doctors put on their yes, heads. Yes, like, why do they have that? I, I don't know why. For legs. No one knows. Bennett doesn't know either. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> and Bennett, Bennett's just gonna kind of like. Uh, uh, maybe rub like a little ointment or something on there. It doesn't feel any better to you. <laughs> it feels exactly the same. It, it looks a whole lot worse. Very bad. Hair falls out of the spot. <laughs> now, Fred, this is a uh, just just one one DM to another. This is this is Bachman entering into a dangerous area. <laughs> <laughs> he is just he's just created a thing that doesn't exist in any way. <laughs> And uh-huh. given it uh-huh. life. Uh-huh. And now he's given it a profession. And, and, and like I told you when we first started, tell him no. Feel free to not <laughs> listen to him at all. The trick <laughs> the trick is to give them no re- give it no real power until you need it. <laughs> and then you can sneak it by. <laughs> life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much. Like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now that Briar's head has an ointment on it, they kind of like seem to, to gather themselves a little bit more and they say, okay, so it wasn't just that I fell down a hole. There was this weird book here and there was a hole. It was talking about my life. It was talking about your life. Impossible. No, I promise it was. I mean, were you reading your diary? No, the book was That's already- obviously what must have happened. Do I look like the kind of person that would normally have a diary? Yes. I think it's honestly a very healthy thing to have a diary. I mean, anyone can have a diary. Everyone could benefit from it, yeah. Well, journaling can be a very therapeutic thing. Okay, well, even captains keep a log. Everyone loves journaling in this group. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, if it works for you, fine. I'm just saying that I never wrote one, but whatever was in this, whoever wrote this book, knew things about me that I didn't know. Hmm. I promise. Where is it? Maybe it was some sort of cursed object that just put your memories on it. Do you have any secret admirers? Do you have any people who watch you late at night? They don't. Pick up your hair clippings? I mean... Do you have socks that ever go missing? I mean, I... Shit, yeah. Actually, yes. I think you've got a little, uh, little lover on your hands. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I... I have a lot to think about now, because uh, now I'm looking back at my life and things look a little different, but... Uh, that I'm, was helpful? What that advice was, was helpful for you? I just think I put a lot of things into context once it was said out loud. Okay, regardless. Um, you, you don't have the book. No, I must have. it must have dropped. Vendrian, I went, I went down a hole and I had my... and I whacked my head. I send... I'm fine, by the way. I send uh, Vendrian down the hole. He misses... Bennett. He hates Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, goes down in the Oh, Bennett, Bennett could ride him like a... No, he cannot, Michael. No, he cannot, Michael. A dragon knight. No, no. Daggy starts fashioning a small saddle. No, he cannot. No. Bennett takes a, takes a swipe. He tries to grab some fur, but comes up empty. What's Bennett's AC? <laughs> Bennett doesn't, the source material for Bennett hasn't been written yet. (laughs) 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 Bennett has a 100 AC. What's the opposite of plot armor, but it's just as powerful. (laughs) What is your connection with your pseudo dragon? Are you able to see through its eyes? Yeah, I can see through it. Okay. So as Vendrian flies through the pit hole and goes deeper and deeper, it experiences a very distracting sensation where it believes that it is continuing to keep going and keep going and it cannot meet a bottom. And time starts to feel this sense of 
disorientation or dread or confusion as Vendrian is experiencing Okay, I, 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 I bring him back very quickly. Good thing he didn't fall, Briar. That was... So none of you are worried that uh, this room has a bed that is a pit trap. Mm-mm. Isn't this kind of weird? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird. I mean, I personally would like to go around and check some more stuff because I don't want to fall down a hole again. Fred, is there any writing in this room? Earlier I had mentioned a tapestry that was on the wall as uh, Daggy was looking around. Yes. Um, At this point, most of you take notice of this incredibly large tapestry, easily 10 by 10 feet, intricately woven. And on the tapestry, hanging on the wall is a very interesting scene. What look like praying humans or humanoids on a uh, tall cliff's edge. Uh, There are multiple people that are praying. And then towards the end of the cliff's edge is broken away cliff as people are tumbling into what looks like an incredibly large maw at the bottom. Is it like a like a snarl like pit like teeth all around or is it just like a normal man's mouth with like lips? <laughs> it's been it. It's like a worm's <laughs> milk like from Dune. Into a large mouth at the okay. bottom. Oh, no. It looks like maybe some kind of I mean a normal sized mouth would be an incredibly large Bennett's mouth, to be fair. <laughs> it's like a sarlacc pit. I mean there's like teeth on the end of it. It's circular, but obviously 2D, right? So it's only like the side view. Right. But there is writing on the bottom of the tapestry um in what looks like some kind of infernal language. Does anybody speak infernal? Oh, shit. I do. <laughs> I can read that. What if you're like, it looks like infernal. Does anybody read it? Yeah, you read it. It's not infernal. It just looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, when you guys read uh, this note, it basically says, the embodiment of chaos, the eater of the condemned afterlife. Oh, boy. Briar, you are almost condemned. You almost got eaten. Shit. There's still time. I bet there's a mouth down there. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I didn't freaking find it. I take out the little cracker that I stole from Briar and... You stole a cracker from me? Yeah. And I I throw it down the hole and I peer down. The cracker floats like almost flying around in a very slow pace, but it eventually gets engulfed by the darkness. Uh, You wait to maybe hear it fall uh, on the floor, but yet no sound comes. Mm -mm. That's very scary. Fred, is there anything still sort of valuable looking just laying around? Other than the original set of the uh, quill and ink, uh, and then the silver wash basin, kind of like a handheld face washing basin that has some kind of religious iconography on it, um, there isn't much more left in this room. Okay, is there anything that is would make a loud sound if I threw it down a hole. The silver wash basin, probably. Um, Daggy's going for the silver wash basin. <laughs> <laughs> Daggy's like pretty, like he's, he's he's a dwarf, right? Yeah. So it's like a pretty big basin in his arms. Yeah, he chucks it, chucks it down the hole and it's on top. Mm-mm. No, that's a good oh, idea. Absolutely not. I like it. Good thinking. As you chuck it down the hole, it makes several large metallic ringing noises as it reflects off of the walls as it goes down deeper into this hole. You hear it kind of trail off as it continues to collide against a wall or two, but yet there is no resounding sound of it maybe reaching a floor. You know, several clanking noises. Uh, right, I, uh, I don't think there's a bottom. Wait, what if we just tied someone to a rope and lowered them down? 
I sent my familiar down, and it was an incredibly odd sensation, so I brought them back. But they, who can really tell without experiencing it? I can. I can, I can do that. I can, I, I can do that thing you just said. And I did do it. Maybe if he had a rider. <laughs> we could throw Bennett down. He doesn't have wings. You know, it was a, it was a good idea to send Vendrian down there. I thought it was very pet smart. Oh, here we go. That one was bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raid all of them. You ended last episode with a really good one. Uh, you started pretty bad, and uh, you got really good in, 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 towards the end. He's checking it off his list. Yeah. yeah, the five below one was funny. That was very funny. But the problem is that's the only good one. I thought you had another good one that we didn't get for a second. Maybe I don't know. So, so okay, so sorry. So this is Jennifer talking. There's the bed, the bed hole. Bed hole. Is there any other, like, remind me again of the general situation of the room. Is there, like, another hallway or something? Or is it just the hole that we need to investigate? There's an atrium, right? Well, yes. So the bedroom itself has no other exit other than, of course, the pit hole in the bed frame. Um, but when you exit out of the bedroom, there is the atrium, another hallway, and then another bedroom close to the other hallway. So there are three other points of interest. As you await the sound of the basin, uh, Shaw from the hallway goes, "Uh, everybody, I think we have a problem here. Um, Yes, the basin will drop. uh, No, no, not the basin. The basin did drop. Uh, It just didn't make any noise at the bottom. I didn't hear it. Well, I made several noises. I mean, if you didn't hear it, though, did it really drop like all I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. Cleric. Uh, There is... um, You're going to have to see this. And he's pointing behind himself in the hallway outside of the bedroom that you just went in. Okay. As the lot of you enter back into the hallway, the entranceway from the cavern where the Scottsdale Mining Regiment and yourselves came from is no longer there. It is just a complete hallway. Fred, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Everybody rolls stress. Oh, farts. Oh, farts. So we roll a d20? <laughs> yep. And add your stress bonus. Oh, cool. Negative one. So oh, I cool. lost the stress last time. What does that mean for my rolling? Because I was at a 10 and now I'm at a 9. That means you're at a minus one now. <sighs> okay. Sorry, what is the bonus? Yeah. It is, uh, let's see, for Daggy, your stress score is 12, so it's a plus one. It's 13. Okay, so it's a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the math on that? How do you figure that out? It's the same as any other ability score. Okay, but you assume that I know how to play D&D. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so your score is 16, which means it's a plus three. All right. Hell yeah. Every two above 10, you get a plus one. I got a six. Is that good? I got a three. I got a 21. Oh my God. I got a 14. <sighs> Jesus. Well, I rolled a two, um, so I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> Phase, your character is stalwart in their uh, horror, and they do not lose any stress. Hell yeah, this is pretty dope. For Daggy, for Pegwing, and for Time, uh, you each lose one stress from your ability score. Oh, cool. Uh, for Briar, who rolled uh, a one, essentially. Well, actually, it wasn't It wasn't a natural one. It so wasn't a natural also, one. It wasn't a natural one, so you actually only lose one stress as well. Okay. Okay. So now does that mean that my stress is a negative two or just still negative one? 
Yeah, so it's eight is still a minus one, and then a, a seven would be a minus two. Yeah. Okay. Can't imagine why I've had trouble picking this up. All of you except FaZe feel a impending sense of dread. The entranceway that you came in through is no longer there, trapping you guys within this city, this hallway that you have found. It seems like the only way forward is through these other points of interest. Uh, Time that erodes young love uh, puts his hands out and uh, several blasts of energy come from his hands striking against the wall trying to um, um, uh, break through. The energy from your magic strikes the stone and small chips of stone break away as your magic assails it, leaving you to believe that this is not an illusion, but actual stone masonry. I, I turn on, was it Gorman that brought us out here? Uh, yes, Gorman and Shaw. Did one of yours seal us in here as some sort of ensuring that we get the job done? What the hell is this? I don't know what you're talking about. I've been here with you. It looks like some kind of ah, foul magic. Well, it's obvious that there's some sort of trap to be had here. Well, of course, the, the first group is gone and they had to come with experts like us. So... Check these other rooms. Doesn't it make it more fun, though? I mean, it'd be boring if we could just walk out. Uh, d- definitely not more fun. Definitely has a challenge to it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, time, time that, uh, what is it? Uh, mm-hmm. It writes young love? You were close. What is it? Time that erodes young love, yes. Uh, you seem upset. Uh, do you want one of me mushrooms? No, I don't. All right. Thank you, though. Or take myself. <laughs> <laughs> Roll constitution with advantage. <laughs> Bennett would scramble up up your up your leg up to your shoulder and and, and ask for one. Not with words though. <laughs> twenty on uh, dirty twenty. <laughs> Seventeen plus three. Uh, you you definitely succeed. Your constitution is very strong against mushrooms uh, with your skill at eating mushrooms. I just imagine Daggy Chickers is just microdosing at all times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on a variety of things. So does Bennett not speak at all? Uh, Bennett has not spoken. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is a safe answer. I like that. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everybody, Bachman here. And hey, I get it. Erectile dysfunction is a sensitive topic, and it's difficult visiting a doctor to talk about it because if you go outside, everyone will see you're not hard. Thankfully, through Hims, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints 
brand name treatments, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed. The process is simple and online, so you can skip all the hard stuff. Save that for your pants. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash greetings. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash greetings for your personal ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash greetings. Let's get hard together. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. My favorite spring takeaway, especially after doing taxes, is cleaning out my dang monthly bills that I don't need. When I do my taxes and I go through the lines, I'm like, I spent how much on an MMO I'm not playing? At the end of the month, where does all my dang money go? I can tell you right now that with Mint Mobile, my money is not wasted at all on wireless. I've lowered my wireless bill So cheap, so valuable with Mint Mobile. You know it. A couple years ago, Jennifer and I switched. We haven't looked back. What else am I going to tell you? It just works. I did it. I switched. And I'll tell you what, whenever I go through my bank statements, that wireless bill, compared to what I was paying before, I scream in heavens and I, I do a dance. All right, I'll do a little dance. You should also say bye to your overpriced wireless plans. Get rid of those jaw-dropping bills, especially because Mint Mobile is here to rescue you. They have premium wireless plans that start at just 15 bucks a month. On top of that, all the plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, and it's all on the nation's largest 5G network. Whoa. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer in your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash greetings. That's mintmobile.com slash greetings. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash greetings. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fee, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feeling like you're stuck, can't breathe, or that you could explode at any moment? Life is stressful, and whenever it becomes too much to carry, lighten the load with therapy. Recently, I've had life throw a lot at me, and instead of bottling it up like I normally do and keeping it to myself... I started therapy, and now that weight feels lifted off my chest. If you think it's time to let therapy do the heavy lifting, reach out to BetterHelp. It's entirely online, so it's therapy that's convenient, flexible, and perfectly suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you're free to message, video, or phone call your therapist whenever you need. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dragons to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash dragons. 
So once again, there is a hallway that leads to what looks like an, an open room that uh, very much looks like an, a forested or kind of like an atrium area. There's a hallway that goes in the other direction. Um, there is another doorway, probably similar to the bedroom um, that you just went into. And then uh, the hallway ends, but you can see it kind of turns off to the right. So there is another way out other than the atrium. Hey, whoever goes first, you can feel like a big hero. All right. I look towards uh, uh, you, Daggy, and you, Pegwing. Like, Sorry, strolling off. Good. Okay, yeah, I'm heading towards the atrium. Okay. I follow. Fred, whenever Michael Daggy goes into the atrium, would Faze be able to cast heroism on him? Absolutely. Okay, um, that would give you immune to frighten, and then you gain Ooh. temporary hit points equal to my skull spell casting ability modifier at the start of each of your turns. So I think it's your modifier wow. plus proficiency. Okay. Because my modifier is five. Yeah, so you get five hit points. Thank you. Daggy, as you walk towards this room that opens up from the hallway, it is lush with flora and a fungi all over the room. Hell yeah. Of various colors. Oh. <laughs> On the far end of the room, you can see that there is a doorway that leads in the opposite direction, a continuation of the hallway that you're currently in, um, but you haven't stepped into the atrium. Um, as you look around, you can see that there are all kinds of mushrooms in this room, some that you recognize and some that you don't. What would you like to do? Daggy, sort of like, it's like a cartoon where there's like a good smell <laughs> and uh, the, the animal creature just floats in on it. That's what Daggy's doing. He's floating in. He's going to go for the ones he doesn't hasn't doesn't recognize and try to do like a survival check to see if he can figure out any special properties or anything like that. If you'll, if you'll allow it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll survival. That is an 18. So as you come up to a mushroom that you have never seen before, this mushroom is blue-green, it has red spots on it, and you know it to be a type of mushroom that, when brushed up against, releases spores. Now, you're not sure what the effect of these spores are because you haven't run into this specific genome of, uh, of mushroom, but there are several other mushrooms nearby as well. I, br I brush against it. The spores immediately oh, you beauty. erupt out of uh, the mushroom and just kind of cover you in a cloud of spores. Roll constitution. That seems unfair to me. I rolled poorly, Fred. Eight total. You you actually do have advantage, though, so go ahead and roll again. I wanted Daggy Chicker to be tripping balls. He could be, but maybe in a bad way. <laughs> I'll take the eight. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> well. <laughs> so you immediately inhale the spores that are coming out of this mushroom and there's a, a faint sweet smell to it. You, you don't recognize this mushroom or the smells um, and you don't really think much of it. Um, nothing is affecting you at this time and um, you are immediately distracted by a very rare mushroom the clover mushroom. Uh, this clover mushroom is probably a very diamond in the rough type mushroom. It has, it's a four-headed mushroom and you know that uh, it grants a, a very lucky boon when eaten. You have one of them 
and uh, you know that mechanically, when you do eat this, or if somebody eats this, that their next roll will have advantage. So uh, it is kind of like a lucky mushroom. Fred, are you lying? Nope. Is is all that what you just said true? Yep. Oh, look at this beauty. Everyone, come here. Forget everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Briar runs right over. (laughs) Briar's good at survival and shit, too, because I actually, like, could I do a roll to see if Briar like recognizes what this is? Go ahead and roll survival. Let's see if Briar has any knowledge on this. Oh my god, I keep rolling so bad. Yeah. I got an 18 though. Oh, well that's actually a pretty good score. I have a really good survival. <laughs> I have a nine plus nine survival. Briar, in your experience, you know that mushrooms often either have great effects on you, like some hallucinogenic kind of effects. Uh, but there also are a lot of mushrooms that can be very bad. And oftentimes when there are clouds of spores, it's probably best to avoid them, which currently Daggy is just uh, engulfed in a cloud of, <laughs> of red spores that um, he is inhaling uh, vigorously. Oh, Briar put, like, takes their cloak and kind of like covers their face with it. And it's like, Daggy, dude, you need to be careful, man. Do you know what that does? Oh, do I ever. <laughs> you eat this one, you're going to be lucky for at least six seconds. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go No one eat here. that. No one eat that. No one eat it. Don't, I would not. Uh, Pegwing is drawn, is, has drawn a, a massive sword from behind his majestic pegs and it's and has ignited it and i'm just kind of just kind of slowly like waving it around to burn off any spore clouds oh i thought you were high trying to do like (laughs) (laughs) he has a giant bong he's like licks it off the hot sword so your sword immediately starts to sear and crackle among the spores and you feel like the sword has burnt off any of the excess spores that have sprouted from this mushroom At the same time, as your light passes back and forth, you actually see another figure uh, in the room um, starting to walk towards you. Uh Daddy sees this, or? No, Pegwing. Avast ye there, ye matey. (laughs) What what say you? Uh, Where am I? What is this place? I don't understand what's going on here. Well, you're probably high. This is a, this, you know, a room of psychedelic mushrooms. Ah, yes, sir. That makes sense. I didn't recall the last thing that happened to me. Am I me? Are you me? What? I don't understand. And you see a dwarven character, a dwarven person come towards you. He looks very much like a miner. He's wearing leather clothing. He has soot on his face and very disoriented. You know, the hair is kind of frazzled and is not walking towards you threateningly, almost just kind of like meandering about, uh, wandering uh, within this garden. Gorman goes, wait a minute. Is that you? Bella? It's Bella. It's one of our guys. Oh, thank the lords. Think the all hammer. Wait. Everything in this place has been trapped. Don't touch, don't get near that person. Uh, yeah, no, no, yes. Uh, you're right. Um, Bella. Bella, are you okay? Uh, I, who is Bella? Uh, I don't know a Bella. I, I don't know who I am. 
This is annihilation to me. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> At which point, a what looks like an appendage, an arm, comes striking out from the ground and slaps at Daggy. Oh, no! What looks like a a vine or a tentacle whips towards you, and although you are completely inebriated from everything that you have consumed in the last two hours, (laughs) you are able to almost stumble and dodge out of the way, luckily, and the tentacle just snaps near your face and retracts back into the ground. And you look up, and whether it is the effect of the spores the mushroom you ate, or the hypothetical hodgepodge potion that phase fed you. <laughs> Your eyes are essentially uh, making you see things move, and you're like, whoa, everything's moving. And there are things moving. The ground, the mushrooms, the, the, the ferns, the plants are moving in concert and it looks like there is some kind of creature in front of you. Please roll initiative. Yay! You all seeing this? Fred, I got an eight. Oh my god, I actually have a positive initiative on this character. Oh my god. Maybe the first time. I got an eight though. Hey, eight bros. I got a 19. I got a 27. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. I, uh, I rolled a one plus zero is one. Nice. <laughs> so, Briar, you are first, but prior to you making any action, you see this dwarven character, Beller, start to float up into the air. Oh. And he's like, what's happening? Why am I floating in the air? I don't understand what's going on. And you see behind him what looks like a thick vine or tentacle holding him up and he's being suspended in the air and as you follow this appendage down you can see almost like a movement out of all of this overgrowth and there is something there some kind of magic or creature what would you like to do like i, I can kind of see it like coming together like the spot yeah, where it exactly. is exactly it's it's moving in concert like there is it's it's not individual plants it's something more okay hmm. so how far away am i from that area where i i feel like they're coming from <laughs> whatever this is i would say like 20 feet not very far okay cool so, so in that case, I'm gonna run, run right up there, and I'm gonna try to attack it. Yay. Now, guys, spoiler: I'm a rogue. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but this is a, so. So I know the whole the sneak attack thing. So I need to have advantage. No, order, no, not you. Why? Because you're special. I'm special. Yeah, because if you're subclass, and also because you're a rogue. What? So you have it always because you're a swashbuckler. Oh, interesting. Wait, let me just... Because you have it if you have a buddy next to you and you also have it if you don't have a buddy next to you. There might be a middle ground where you never have it, but uh, Tico from Dark, uh, from Hello. Got it. Right? Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't need advantage. Okay, cool. Perfect. Wonderful. So, yeah. And the other piece that's important for my swashbuckler background is that I have this thing called fancy footwork. Uh, and if I make a melee attack against a creature, they can't make an opportunity attack against me for the rest of my turn. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking, I'm going to run up there with my rapier of warning and 
try to attack. Um, oh, the other thing, just in case it comes up, since I have my rapier of warning, nobody, none, me nor my companions that are within 30 feet of me can be surprised while I'm using okay, it. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, except when incapacitated by something other than non-magical sleep. Or mushrooms. The weapon magically awakens you and your companions within range of any of you are sleeping naturally when combat begins. Okay. So that is a 19. That it definitely hits. Yay. Okay. Man, rogues are freaking cool. Yeah, rogues rock. Do you just freaking, you just add 3d6 on. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to roll actual dice. 24 damage. Very nice. Ooh. So yeah, so, so, so Briar sees what's happening and they just like dash in like almost like running like kind of close to the ground Ooh. like kind of hunch a little like bit. a devil man cry baby like a devil man <laughs> I am running like a devil man with my head forward and I just go <laughs> the rapier and then I jump back I can't do two actions right I'm correct okay but you can jump back with your bonus right is that what you're saying yeah Oh, like a disengage? Yeah, so she's disengaging. So 10 feet back, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all I do for right now. Okay. Next up is phase. Phase. I would like to cast Sanctuary. How far away is Briar? Probably like 10 feet from you and you're 20 feet from the creature. Perfect. Um, I would like to cast Sanctuary on Briar, so I am going to ward... Briar, um, as long as they are within 30 feet until the spell ends. So for the next minute, they will be warded against any creature who targets them with an attack or a harmful spell. That creature must first make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, It doesn't affect or doesn't protect Briar from area effects such as explosions of like fireball but if the warded creature makes... Oh, shit. Oh, okay. No, this is good still. If the warded creature makes an attack, casts a spell that affects an enemy, or deals any damage to another creature, that spell ends. So basically, she's there protected until... I'm, I'm, I'm good until I do something. Yeah. The next... Yeah. That's Which cool. is fine. Yeah. All so right. yeah, I'm going to keep doing that. Um, that's a bonus action. Whoa. I guess I still have like a regular action. <laughs> so do I like is this warning I almost imagine it as like Briar has like little like boom, like she, little glowing thing she has dune around. armor I've got dune armor on Tim <laughs> and I watched dune yesterday <laughs> oh what if it like dune armor but it looks like a little like mushroom kind of like camouflage oh. almost or something so it's like warded it's like cause it's glowing it's like a glowing thing but I like yeah it's saying wildly different things and I love it I, I'm into it <laughs> I feel like, you know, that's like, I don't know, Wolf. The gills of the mushroom are the tubes that go into Briar's nose and mouth. It's it's like to make them think you're a mushroom so they don't attack you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred, Fred, how far away am I from the, the, be- the beastie? Oh, you're like five feet away from this thing. You're very close. Okay. And then I think I am going to cast Aid. On who are the three that are closest to the creature, not including myself? Daggy, Briar, and one other person. Pegwing walked up too. Oh, then Pegwing, yeah. I'll do time because Pegwing got the other bonus last time. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm probably like standing right next to you. So then you guys will have um, three creatures. Your t- hit point maximum increases your current um, in- hit points increase by five for the next eight hours. Okay. Dope. Oh, okay. Thank you. And that's my turn. Sorry, say that again. So Daggy gets an additional five hit points. Ten hit points? Uh, Real hit points, right? Yeah. Like my max goes up? Yeah. It's fucked up. For the next eight hours. Wow. That's crazy. It's fucked up. It's a long time. I don't know. It's a long time down here in the cave. That's like magical temp HP, which is funny because also temp HP is magical because it's D&D. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, like feel free to go wild, y'all. But just, I don't know. Don't don't feel bad in eight hours. Make sure you feel okay, or else you're gonna feel worse at the end of this. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the creature that you're fighting starts to whip out tentacles uh, that will try to strike at Daggy, at Briar, and at Pegwing. So is this starting its turn? That is correct. All right, I use uh, React. <gasps> okay. Michael's playing DD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do Halo of Spores. Whoa! It's so topical. <laughs> I use my reaction to deal 1d4 necrotic damage to one creature. You can see when it moves into a space within 10 feet of you or starts its turn there. If it fails, a con save, bro. Peace and point. Wow. Fail, fail, fail. Fred, you're my enemy now. 12. So it fails. 1d4. Uh oh, is it dead? Uh, that's four. Nice roll, Michael. That's your first ever roll. Does it do anything else? Uh, no. Okay. My Just my spores come that are floating around me all seem to come to life and attack this creature. Ew. Nice. So you're controlling the spores that were around you and it is attacking. Yeah. There's like two types of battling spores. It's like the uh, Star Wars. Is- Spore on spore. Spore on spore. So, uh, Daggy, that is going to be 19 versus your armor class. Well, that's going to hit. So you're going to take eight points of damage, and you need to roll a constitution saving throw. Again. There's my attempts. Uh, 21. That is a success. Um, and then Pegwing, that is going to be, uh, that is a 20 versus your armor class. That, that hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to take nine points of damage, and also you will need to roll a constitution saving throw. And do. Oof. That's what you want to hear. What does it mean when you get a one? <gasps> oof. Oof. That is an automatic fail. Yeah. That's an oof. So you instantly start to feel sick as some kind of poison effect takes over your body. You will also take an additional 12 points <laughs> of damage unless you have some form of poison resistance or immunity so you will take a total of 21 points of damage that's all i feel like that's a lot is that a lot that's a lot <laughs> we're, level, a lot. we're level five so yeah you know, yeah there's gonna be have we said what level we are yet i don't think we did hello we're level five briar you are the only other close one. Oh. and that is going to be a 14 versus your armor class hold please because you tried to attack Briar, who is warded under sanctuary. So, yeah. You're like the UN. You have to make 
a wisdom. You, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Fred, you fucked it. Um, I have to make a wisdom saving throw. Six. I think that fails. I feel pretty accurate or pretty confident. This creature is not wise. Does that mean I can't attack? Um, So you have to redirect it or lose the attacker spell. I don't know how you choose. So I'll say we lose the attack because it probably sees it as another fungi, right? Like this Mm. sanctuary spell that gave her the dune mushroom armor. Now it's like, oh, you're one of me. You're good. We're good. We're cool. At this point, you also notice that it was literally utilizing the tentacle that had uh, Beller, the dwarf, (gasps) was being flung towards you and then it stopped before it struck you because it realized that um, you were one of its own. I'm a mushroom. And at that point, as you see the creature start to move, you notice that this thing is quite large. It's probably somewhere between five to 10 feet in diameter. There are these large, bulbous flower heads on top of its body. Numerous tentacles holding what look like emaciated or desiccated corpses. Um, And then amongst the the writhing uh, flora are like skulls and and corpse parts. And uh, it looks like it's trying to feed on you. And it is now time that erodes young love. Time that erodes young love. He walks into the spores, not because he needs to get closer, just because he can and it won't affect him. Wow. Uh, he rolls some of his robes uh, up a little bit, cracks his neck. Oh my God, you That was real. You <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Puts his hand out and he casts Eldritch Blast, oh, baby. We love it. <laughs> I'm gonna use D&D Beyond unless it rolls bad. Well, I guess I have to think. Oh, it looks bad. Oh, it looks bad. I think I got a 13. 13 actually hits. Okay, never mind. It's good. Okay. Okay, so it takes 2d10 damage. Ooh, 20. Max damage. Wow. Wow. He has these, like, interesting bracers around his his arms. You can't see his skin still because he has like a long shirt underneath it but uh it, but uh it looks like he kind of when when they glow brighter his frame sort of like shrinks down a little bit and, oh. um and then he he casts eldritch blast again whoa whoa i'm using dnd beyond never never steered me wrong okay this one was an eight so more than 13 so that's another 2d10 Oh man, look at this boy, that's another 10. Uh, so that's 13 damage as uh, four blasts come out and I imagine they kind of shoot around, sort of Dune-like, but also more like, a, <laughs> I would call it like uh, uh, an anime mech style. Like where it's like the, yeah, they like. The ones, yeah, the missiles yeah. that come out. So he kind of does that. Um, and they're kind of like, they streak red and the red sort of like keeps a, a um, chemtrail behind it. <laughs> and then I believe, it is pushed back. Let me see if you have to. Um, yes. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I just do it. So uh, this creature is pushed back ten feet away. So it's actually twenty because I hit him twice. So I push them twenty feet back. Okay. And is it just this one big creature? Yes, it is just one large creature. Ooh. All right, I'm done. Thank you. And then I move back just because I, I don't, I don't breathe. By the way. So, <laughs> by the way, I don't breathe. I don't breathe. So. Pegwing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. So what's ever where's everybody's position then? So like uh, Daggy, Briar, and you are it's kind of in the same line and phase and time is behind you. 
and now the creature is about 25 to 30 feet in front of you. Yeah, Briar's in mushroom mode. <laughs> Chilling. Okay. Pegwing would would swoop straight up in front of the in front of the and the monster uh, is going to do an attack, uh, but it's going to use a maneuver. Uh, Pegwing's a fighter. Did I ever mention this? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to use a, a maneuver, distracting strike, so I can use one of my superiority dice uh, and attack and add to the damage roll if I hit. So let me try to do that. My f- my sword is still ignited from before the fight. Uh, that's 18 to hit. That hits. Woo-hoo. Okay. I need to roll the superiority dice, which is a D8, I believe. Bet y'all didn't expect me to actually know what to do. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> no, I trust you. <laughs> so then it's uh, my actual attack rolls, 2 to 6. Uh, so that's 8 plus 4, 12, plus the 3 for my superiority divide. dice is 15. Uh, plus my flame tongue greatsword is ignited. So Ooh. it deals an extra 2d6 damage. Oh, that's right. It's thirsty. Nice. Uh, that's going to be another eight damage. I can I can attack again, I believe. So that's a fighter thing. Extra attack. Fifteen plus seven, twenty-two to hit. That hits. So that is the it's eleven for the main attack and uh, another ten, so it's twenty-one for that second attack. Okay. With that maneuver that I did, the next before before my next turn, the next uh, the next uh, the next one of you to make an attack against the creature gets advantage. Woo! Nice. As long as it's before my next turn. Hell yeah. Enter chickens. Daggy looks slightly confused because he thought this monster was in front of him. And then he realizes now it's far away. He was like in his quarter staff ready to, to bop it, but instead he reaches out his hand and uh, a spectral hand forms Ooh. by the yeah. creature and does a chill touch. Mm. With advantage. With advantage. Because of Penguin's distracting strength. Uh, well, first one's a 19. Oof. So that would be a 25 and I don't get a 20, so a uh, 25. Hit. 25 hits. So 10 damage. How does your chill touch destroy oh, this creature? Oh, yeah. Michael! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, job, yeah. Michael. You fought, you did it. You killed it. And that's the end of Leviathan. That was the Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> so it reaches out and it it it, uh, it, it freezes, and uh, the little bodies that are all attached to it all sort of crinkle up, and uh, and it, then it just falls apart into a big heap. Damn. <sighs> that is where we're going to call it. Oh, no! Five more hours. Five more hours of podcast! I don't like my level five doing more damage than my level 20. (laughs) (laughs) Fighters kind of rule. No, I think you and Jennifer are going to do almost as much damage as we did on average. And then, thank God, Jennifer was the weird um, freaking ranger. ranger. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This is a... Sometimes those things can get into like, oh, just casual two hundred damage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, thank God I don't, I don't remember how to do shit. That's really what it is. Yeah, I, no, I always called um, rogues like rail cannons. Whenever they are, it's like like bam. they they cannot miss, <laughs> mm-hmm. and when and they hit, 
it's like, wait, I only get one attack. Who cares? Like, well, you're not going to miss. You're not going to miss, <laughs> and you're going to do a good job. Yeah, of and you're going to do a billion damage um, as long as you don't roll your damage die back. Right. I'm glad we each got to do a I, combat I round. Know, and it was fun. Yeah. 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 So if everyone knows what our classes are. Um, there's yeah. there's some fun uh, subclass uh, uh, questions yes. out there. And um, yeah, I haven't even like I still have secrets. Yeah, I haven't said my race yet. Yeah, I've got I've got a special attack that I can't wait to to show off. Ooh, I'm gonna frick. It, and the thing too is Michael has his fancy D and D Beyond, so I can't even go rub my snoot and try to figure out what it is. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> true. That's true. It doesn't shit. You know what we should do now? Yeah. What should we do now? Dice time. Get away some dice. What? Ooh. Oh my god. You have a few more moments to enter in chat, and if you're not listening live, uh, you well, you would have to be live in order to win um, mm-hmm. the Die Hard Dice dice. But luckily for you, you can head on over to DieHardDice.com, enter the offer code GREETINGS with an exclamation mark at the end, and then you can get 15% off of your order. That's a guaranteed thing, and we get some, uh, uh, we get a little kickback from that. So that's a hashtag ad. Also, they're running some uh, holiday specials, and they just released some rad new dice and things like that. So definitely head on over to dieharddice.com. Rub your little little, little faces in their spores um, and get them up. Yum. (laughs) Kate Voss Normandy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter or at Geekly Anchor at DD Podcast. We're on Instagram at Greetings Adventurers. And uh, you can find me at Thriftiness. You can find me at Tim Lanning. You can find me at Jennifer Cheek. I am at Nika underscore Howard. I am at the Mike Bachman. And you can find me at that gape dude. <laughs> just kidding. And I think I'm Fred. You do really well in the gape zone, by the way. <laughs> Let me just uh, be, be a Josh B for a second. You can make so much oh, money. Oh, so much. Follow me on my gape fans. Especially if you post frequently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until next week, keep it dicey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.